From All Good Tales, it's Media Moments, a show about those strange, unique, weird and often bizarre times the world changed forever in an instant. I'm Jack Murray. In this episode, we go to the late 1930s and look at how one woman's determination put her in the right place at one of the worst times in history. Here's a media moment that changed the world forever. In all the old familiar places When you start a new job, it can change your world. It's not very often that your new job changes the world for everyone. Not on the first week anyway. This is about one of those moments. Growing up in England in the 1920s, Claire Hollingworth always wanted to be a writer. However, her mother did not approve. She never believed anything that journalists wrote. So at her mother's insistence, she attended domestic science college in Leicester, and she really hated it. But she never gave up on her dream of being a writer, and a few years later, her dream paid off, in a way she could never have imagined. It was late August 1939, and 27-year-old Claire Hollingworth was halfway through her first week as a journalist with the Daily Telegraph. Her first assignment was being sent to Poland to report on the worsening tensions in Europe. In the previous months, German Führer Adolf Hitler wanted to expand into East and Central Europe, citing German-speaking areas like Danzig in Poland as sufficient reason to do so. While talks were being held between Poland and Germany, many were wary of Germany's increasing aggressive tactics and growing military strength. At that moment, the possibility of war was very real. Hollingworth was sent to a place called Katowice in the south of Poland. Here she persuaded the British Consul General to lend her his chauffeur-driven car. Knowing that war could be imminent, she did something extraordinary. She motored off alone on an extremely blustery day into Germany to get wine and aspirin, because both were unavailable in Poland at the time. The border was only officially open to flagged government cars. The German border guard were quite surprised, however, when they saw a car approaching with the Union Jack flag, but they let Hollingworth in with the salute. Having stocked up, Hollingworth headed back into Poland. As she approached the border, a gust of wind was about to change the world forever, in more ways than one. But more of that later. So how did Claire Hollingworth end up on the Polish-German border in 1939? And who gets sent to a potential war zone full stop? A veteran male reporter, maybe. But a young female cub reporter? Not a chance, you would think. The diminutive Hollingworth stood at just 5 foot 3 inches but it was a formidable woman who always had a firm grasp on where her life was going. A glance into her steely grey eyes would tell you as much. As soon as she got the chance, she left domestic science college and studied at the School of Slavonic and Eastern European Studies in London in the mid-1930s. The experience encouraged her to travel, and she studied at the University of Zagreb, which was then in Yugoslavia. From here, Hollingworth moved on to work with the League of Nations Union, who focused on helping refugees affected by war. She herself always had an interest in war. This was largely due to the time she grew up in. Here she explains. When we were small children, my father used to take us to the Battle of Bosworth Field. And when I was very small, in World War One, we lived on a farm near Charnwood Forest. And I used to hear every day people talking about the war. And I remember 
towards the end of the war, seeing Germans fly over and bomb Loughborough. And I remember driving into Loughborough to see the damage. And I should say, from World War I, having heard all these people talking about the war and the battles, all the, I did become extremely interested in warfare. Very soon, all of her interests would fuse. At the beginning of 1939, her social work saw her dispatched to Warsaw in Poland. There she helped thousands of refugees from the Sudetenland, the region of Czechoslovakia that had been annexed by the Nazis. Between March and July 1939, at the age of 27, she helped rescue thousands of people from Hitler's forces by arranging visas for them to escape to safety. But all of this time, she'd never given up her hope of being a writer. And she decided to write about the plight of these refugees and send her pieces back to publications in England. One of these was The New Statesman, a political and cultural magazine that was anti-fascist. Hollingworth cared deeply about the people she tried to help, and her efforts did not go unnoticed. Arthur Wilson, who was then the editor of the Daily Telegraph, noticed her journalism. While on a visit home to London, he hired her as a correspondent and assigned her to cover the rising tensions on mainland Europe. She was to be the number two to Hugh Carlton Green, the Telegraph's correspondent in Warsaw. He'd been the paper's chief correspondent in Berlin until he was expelled in a reprisal for the removal of a Nazi propagandist in England. Well, she was supposed to be the number two. But this confluence of events led Hollingworth to become oh so much more than that. 1939, I went out to Poland to become number two to Hugh Carlton Green of BBC fame. And I got to Warsaw and he said, one of us has got to go to the frontier. Now let's return to August 28, 1939 and to the official state car Claire Hollingworth was driving on her return to Poland. She looked out the window and noticed a huge screen preventing anyone from seeing down into a nearby valley below her. It was a very blustery day and thanks to a sudden strong gust of wind, Hollingworth was able to come up with possibly the greatest scoop of all time. Momentarily, the wind blew the screen away from the scaffolding to reveal hundreds of German tanks lined up ready to invade Poland. Writing in the Daily Telegraph on August 29th, Hollingwood reported on her border crossing. She said, Everywhere I saw signs of the most intense military activity. In the two miles between Hindenburg and Gleiwitz, I was passed by 65 military dispatch riders on motorcycles. The only cars to be seen were those belonging to the military. This was the moment everything in her life fused together to change the world. Hollingworth contacted Hugh Carlton Green and he filed her story with the headline Thousands of Tanks Massed on the Polish Frontier. And three days later, on September the 1st, 1939, German forces rolled into Poland. Hollingworth called the British Embassy to tell them that war had begun. I was driving back along a valley and saw scores if not hundreds of tanks. Three days later, on the 1st of September, the tanks rolled in, and I remember telephoning to Robin Hankey, and I put the telephone out of the window so he could hear the tanks rolling in. The sounds of the invading German forces were heard loud and clear. Hollingworth's eyewitness account was the first report the world received of the outbreak of World War II. Claire Hollingworth died on the 10th of January 2017 aged 105 years. She left behind a rich legacy of fearless war reporting from the four corners of the globe. In her long and decorated career, 
She paved the way for women in journalism and proved that anyone could be a writer as long as they were passionate and brave enough. She proved that your gender, your size or your background didn't matter and that if you are prepared when that moment comes, amazing things can happen. But I'll be seeing you Media Moments is brought to you by All Good Tales. There's only one way to resonate, and that's with a story. If you need to connect with your audience, we can help you. We help people tell great stories through podcasts, brand newsrooms, PR, presentations, and strategy. Find us on at All Good Tales on Twitter, or email story at allgoodtales.com. Media Moments can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Acasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. This episode was written by Connor Hawkins and me, Jack Murray. Production and research was by Anna Henderson. And sound supervision was by Al Dunn at Unique Media. Join us next time when we look at the dawn of reality television and a captivating young woman who was trapped in a life that seems stranger than fiction. <laughs> <laughs>